Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast. Here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buker. Rick Buker. Welcome to another episode of Buker and Friends, part of the United WeCast Network. I'm Rick Buker. You can see me on FS1. You can read me on Bleacher Report, and you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buker. And this is actually not a Buker and Friends episode. This is actually a Buker and Buker episode because I am recording this from Las Vegas at the NBA Las Vegas Summer League, and I am joined by my astute colleague and also my 14-year-old son, Matt Buker, who I discovered in our conversation about various players that we were seeing here, may have a greater bead on the collegiate uh, talent that's coming in, both well-known and obscure, than I do. So it was great to have him here, and I thought, what better way to take advantage of all of his knowledge and just seeing Las Vegas Summer League through fresh eyes, because I've been doing this and I've been covering it since the first Summer League came into existence when there was there's four or five teams years and years and years ago. So, uh, Matt, say hello to our listeners. Hey, hey. And I, first of all, I need to know, just you, this is your first time. You were excited coming to Summer League. What was your first impression walking into the building? Um, It's a great place to play. I like that there's two gyms and you can go back and forth. That's a good setup. The basketball may not be the best. Hmm. And the thing I don't like is they have players sitting out. So Cleveland had their first round pick sitting out, yeah. which I didn't really like. I like seeing them develop yep. and seeing them play. And I just don't see a reason that they should sit out. Yeah, that's fair. Just what about just about the atmosphere? Just like Vegas and all, like we were talking, we were joking about it. There's a lot of tall people here. Like you're yeah. walking around, right? And, yeah. and even on the concourse, the fans, like the, the average height feels like the average height here is like, it's probably not, but it feels like it's like six, four. Like everybody's above average here height wise. Yes. You didn't feel like a shrimp though. You're, you haven't had your growth spurt yet, but what it, I, I feel like you're about five, nine, five, ten right now. Yeah. That's is that fair. That's accurate. That's it. Okay. Um, all right. So. This is what I'm curious about. You and I have never talked about this. Where do you get your – how do you know all these players the way that you do? Is it 
Where are you getting your information from? Um, some of it I see on YouTube. Some of it. Are you following their YouTube channels, or it's just random? You're gonna uh, search for particular guys. You put well, their name in and get it, or what? There's Slam, Overtime. Those two, I follow those two, and they cover high school guys going uh-huh. into college. So you can kind of like get to know their background. Right. One guy I just knew from seeing a Stanford game mm-hmm. and then watching a Kentucky game and seeing that he transferred and went like how how he went through. Okay. So there's different ways. Okay. We just redid the house and we bought really big screen expensive TVs. And now I'm wondering why we did that because you don't watch you and your sister don't really watch TV all that much. You guys watch everything on your phones. Or maybe on your iPads. Did we make a mistake? Could you have informed us and let us know that, hey, you know what? You're buying these things, but the reality is we're really not going to use them. I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do watch a lot of YouTube. I'm pretty sure there's a way you could find out how to watch YouTube on the I know, but you're not going to do that. Because you don't want to watch. You, you don't want like, the entire family seeing what you're watching on uh, I mean the videos that you're watching. Not that you're hiding anything. I trust you on that. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. I like it doesn't bother me. Like most of it's just basketball. So right. I mean, if you're there, that wouldn't. You just have to airplay it. Okay. Like, so so you, when we go home, like for the next week, I want you just whenever you're gonna watch anything, do it on the TVs. Really. <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to happen. See, that's my whole point. That's my whole point. All right. So um, who is it that you saw on the court that you were most excited to see or most interested in seeing that made an impression on you? Um, Tyler Hero. He was he was pretty good. Yeah. I think he – it's summer league, so it's kind of his time to shine. Mm-hmm. He maybe took some aggressive shots. But I think it's all good when you're developing like that. Yeah. Especially with the numbers he's been having. I think he's allowed to shoot like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made some tough shots. He was he was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe White. Kobe White was... I didn't see him at his best. I saw highlights of him um, earlier in the... Tournament? Game, e- earlier even in that game yeah. where he was playing better. Um, I think he, he looked frustrated with... I don't know how things were going. Yeah. I don't know why that was. Yeah. He just, he looked frustrated at his shot when there was a lot of times where it just rolled out and he was, he didn't look the happiest. Yeah. So I don't know how much of that was like not playing that many games in a, like not used to playing that many games. Right. That competitively. Yeah. Or... I don't know. So Matt, Matt, for those who may not know, is, is, is a bit of a baller himself. And I'm curious about this, whether you've had this experience. Um, as a sophomore right now during the summer, playing with the JV team, playing some with the varsity team, kind of bouncing back and forth. But the one thing with Kobe is uh, what surprised me is I think that he, has a, he had a lot of freedom at UNC. And the Bulls are making him play a more disciplined, exact game. 
Like every time he goes to the bench, they're talking to him about what he is doing. And when you're a top pick like that, especially for a team that didn't expect to get you and is excited to get you, and now they're they're basically telling you, you're doing all this, you know, you have to do this different, like no one-handed passes, stuff like that. I think that that can be a little frustrating too. It's like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm trying to show how good I am, but you're asking me to play in a different way that got me here, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Right? Did you ever have you ever experienced that playing where you want to show what you can do, but you're asked to play a specific role, or you have to play more conservative than maybe you'd like to? Have you ever had that experience? Not necessarily. I've there's points where I know that I have to pick my spots, mm-hmm. so the coach doesn't necessarily need to tell me. Yeah, if I'm on, if I'm starting like playing a little more on varsity i'm not gonna go out go all out and like take every shot yeah that's not my that's not how i play mm-hmm. um i definitely need to pick my spots here and there mm-hmm. in varsity jb i have a little more freedom so there's not really a time a coach has told me i need to but there's times i've known that i need to pick my spots. pick it up or pull it back yeah yeah more so pull it back yeah or actually pick it up, pick, pick like be more aggressive. I think that's always been – you've always been a team player, what I've seen. But this is your dad who was like a ball hog when he played. So you're a much better teammate than I ever was. And I've tried to – I've tried not to poison you and, and allow you to continue to be a good, uh, good teammate. All right, so who is it that you saw that – kind of disappointed you or that you're looking at and saying, you know what? I don't know if he's as good as I thought he was going to be, or I could see that guy struggling. Who did you see? Uh, RJ Barrett didn't play that well. Yes. RJ Barrett did not play that well, but you're a big believer in him. still. I I, I don't think he's going to be that bad. I like, I think he has to get used to the game. He's been playing a certain type of way where, it might not work in the NBA. Okay. So and what, 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 what? Like, just attacking the basket. Mm-hmm. Going straight to the cup and not making that many moves. Just bullying. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this last night. Uh, in college and high school, when you're the best player on the court, you can do that. But when you're going up against 28-year-olds, mm-hmm. you can't just bully them to the cup. You got to have a finesse move it's not even i don't think it's just the age i think it's physically yeah they're bigger they're guys are more comparable Mm -hmm. you don't have a physical advantage anymore yeah so i that's what i always say about summer league that's why i love coming here and trying not to gauge what college players are until i see them those that are being drafted until i see them here because then you take away their physical advantage at the collegiate level and now it's like okay can you can you play can yeah. you make adjustments? Can you? Mm-hmm. They're going to take this. This is what you like to do. This has been your bread and butter. We're going to take this away. Can you make the adjustment? Yeah. Do you have the skills to do something else? So we this we are recording this after on on a Monday. Summer league started on Friday. We got here Sunday. We saw oh I don't know four or five games yesterday on yeah. Sunday. Who is it that you are looking forward to seeing? Like who 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 have you not seen 
that you're excited to go see and are curious to see? Uh, Ferrari. We didn't see much of him. I, I, I'm still I don't know how much we're going to see of him. <laughs> Just because that's Frankie Ferrari from USF, uh, San Francisco, University of San Francisco. Uh, his One of his trainers came up and introduced himself from the Bay Area that I used to play pickup with. Who knew? And so what are, you, what are your expectations? Why, why is, do you want to see more of him? Did you know about him before him? Yes. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he could be a really good passer. Hmm. Yeah, I just feel like he, when we saw him, yeah. he didn't play enough to show yeah. what he has. At least when I, when yeah. we were there. You know what I think he is? We saw Majette with Majette, the, yes. the San Antonio He's Spurs. He's really good. Ferrari, to me, is like a poor man's Majette. Yeah. And I don't know I, I don't I don't know the background of Majette. Have you looked at it? did you look it up? No. So there's been we should be informing you here on the podcast, but we're just giving you the, the summer league experience. This is what happens is you come here and you see guys play that you've never maybe you've heard of before, but I guarantee you haven't seen necessarily. And they you're like, Wow, that guy can play. Now what I've learned over the years, because I've gotten excited about guys seeing them here, and I'm thinking, oh man, I, this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna be a surprise. He's gonna surprise people. Eddie Basden is my example from from the Bulls years ago, where he was just lighting up summer league, and I was thinking, oh wow, they they might have found one. He's this guy can play, and I think he he ended up making the roster, which again for somebody who's undrafted or second round pick, if you're not a top pick. And you're in summer league. If you make the roster, then you've had a good, a really good summer league. But played minimal minutes, didn't stay in the league long, and I learned my lesson there. Don't get too hyped about what anybody does in summer league, no matter how they do it, because chances are, basically, we, what they're doing for the most part is that they're mining for role players. They're looking for guys that are going to fill out ninth, tenth. 11th, 12th spots on the roster. Every once in a while, you might get a guy who who is in the rotation. But more often than not, these are guys that you're just looking to fill out the roster or even just get a book on if you have injuries that you can go to. Uh, Majette is a, was a, a point guard for the Spurs. Smallest, skinniest, weakest guy on the floor. And yet, he was the floor general. Just so smart, passing it ahead, got to wherever he wanted to, manipulated the defense. I mean, it just it showed you that while the summer league can be this big athletic contest, if you know how to play the game and just organize a team, uh, and and that's that goes for a, a floor leader, but it's also if you're a big and you know how to play off the ball, and you're playing with a decent guard, you can get things done. Uh, Orlando Magic were the exact opposite of that. They were just athletic through the roof and yet were really hard to watch because it was just a mess. I thought the, I don't know about you, I thought the Hornets-Spurs game was probably the best game that we saw from start start to finish. It was just well played on both sides. Fair? Yeah. I mean, was there another fair. game? was there another game you watched that you thought this is a really quality game? Uh, take a look. I'm at the trying to see. Here. Phoenix versus New York. That was no. That was, that a, was, good that was a good game. Yeah, that was a pretty uh, good game. That was a good game, and I'd say I don't think the Cleveland versus Chicago game was that bad. 
yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So those three were good games. Good yeah. games. So so I and I also don't think within the uh Nuggets Magic game. Yeah. I know the Magic were playing crazy, but yeah. I think the Nuggets handled it well. I think the Nuggets played hmm. fairly under control. They have what? Terrence Davis. Yeah. He was really good. Who's our other point guard? Goodwin. He was good. Mm-hmm. I think those two guys handled the ball well. I so I don't I I didn't have a problem with watching them. Yeah. You know what I love is like I'm here and I'm here to see people and to talk to people. So I'm constantly looking around the gym to see who is it that I can have a conversation with. You are totally tuned into the game. You're you are picking up stuff that honestly I'm seeing bits and pieces here. Like I'll focus in for a second to say, okay, I want to watch. Uh, I want to watch this guy and see how he plays off the ball. You are taking it all in. Were you not? You were yeah. absorbing it all. Yeah, I was. Yeah. So I mean, so some of the things that you just you talked about that you that you observed were very impressive. All right. One of the other things I wanted to ask you about is, oh, first of all, with the Knicks. Knicks are now zero and two. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. They lost against the Suns. We saw them just crushing the the Suns early on and they end up losing that game. They're supposed to win the summer league because of some of the vets that they have. Yeah. From your position, from your view as a basketball fan, how much importance or consideration do you give that the Knicks are playing Mitchell Robinson and Kevin Knox and they're they're playing some of their experienced guys from last year and they're 0-2 in summer league do you look at that and go uh-oh maybe the knicks maybe these guys aren't as good or you look at that as that's just a vagary of summer league or how do you how do you how do you look at that that result i'm not sure i don't know i i thought they would be winning mm-hmm. i definitely thought they would do well another part is i think they're not just trying to win they're trying to improve mm-hmm. and those are two way different things mm-hmm um, playing more off of R.J. Barrett, I think that's something they're trying to do. Sure. I think if they had, if they were trying to play more off Knox and Robinson, if they had that pick and roll, I think they would beat the teams that they've lost to. Right. But I think for them, it's all about improving R.J. Barrett. Right. He took 15 shots. That's good. Mm-hmm. Even though he only made three, mm-hmm. that's good for them. He's that means he's. Getting used to those shots, sure. Getting used to those awkward situ, awkward shots, awkward situations. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just trying to improve. I so, don't know how much they're trying to win right now. So I think you can speak to this. I think you have great insight into this because you've generally played up for most of your playing career. You've always played with older older kids, with bigger kids, right? And I feel like there's there's a little bit of that experience in going from college to the pros. You can speak to 
just the challenge it is to get shots. Yeah, to when fit you're, in. To fit in, to fit in, but also like just to get open shots, to get good open shots where you're not forcing it. Yeah. When you're when you're not one of the biggest on the floor and you're not one of the oldest or more experienced, it was like how do I figure out a way to contribute and find shots without you know, without screwing up the team. And I, I feel like RJ's going through that. That's why when you say that he, I don't think a lot of people understand that. For him to get 15 shots means that he found 15 shots out there that are not necessarily crazy shots, just throwing it up there to throw it up there, right? Yeah. Like created good quality shots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dad, you said it. That's it. What do you want me to add? Okay. Um, all right. So you also, you had the opportunity to go to dinner last night with the Bleacher Report crew. And you, you and I have been to Vegas before because you played in tournaments here. But I feel as if this is the first time that you've gone out and had like a primo dinner at one of the, the spots. We went to Bizarre Meats. It's not Bizarre, B-I-Z. A-R-R-E, it's bizarre as in a place where they sell things, bizarre, B-A-Z-A-A-R. We had the tasting menu, extraordinary. What was, what did did you think of the experience? You went out with the Bleacher Report crew, a bunch of writers being treated to a, a, a great meal and Matt got invited along. They were cool, that we had good conversation, and the food was really weird like extravagant it wasn't something it wasn't like basic it was mm-hmm. like i felt like the restaurant was like what can we do to make this so different mm-hmm. but taste good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it was good it was really good you were not a big you 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 asked a, bi- a question you kind of whispered to me about the steak tartare you're like is that a raw egg uh i don't think i want that right and then what happened? Uh, it was really good. <laughs> so they had what? The buttered, the little buttered buns. They basically presented it so you could make sliders out of steak tartare and, uh, and these, and these buttered buns, these tiny little buttered buns that they provided. That ended up, I don't know, was that your, that wasn't your favorite, but it was top three. Yeah. Right? It was top three. It was good. And then the other ones? The steak. And mashed potatoes. And then what else was there? The – what do they call them? They called them uh, potato souffles. They were basically hollow. Oh, yeah. They were like potato chips. Yeah, they were hollow potato chips. Those are pretty good. I, yeah. was, I was scarfing on those. Yeah, those are pretty good. Um, I like the I like the caviar and cream cheese. Oh, yeah, that the was The little good. ice, cone, yeah, ice yeah, cream yeah. cone thing. What would you think of the desserts? They were good. Some of them were kind of weird. Some of them were pretty good. Just the flavors were different. Mm. What was the Overall, thing? It was pretty good. What was the thing you could have done without? The olives. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the reheated one. That one was weird. That one was weird. It was, it, and it had like seeds in it. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder what kind of seeds those were. That was that was interesting. They they like heated up this olive so that it became like a little spongy. Kind of, I don't know, looked like a mento that had been 
heated up and softened. It's about the closest I can come to a, and put to in water. A description, yes, and and sitting in some sort of light oh. oil or whatever. Yeah. All right. Um. So th- um, this is what I'm really curious about. So this was a group of, for the most part, writers and editors from Bleacher Report. Yeah. What was it like to sit there? Because this is your dad's work, right? And to be in that conversation of media people talking about the game and, and, and less about the game, probably more about our work and how things are done, right? And decisions that are made, et cetera, et cetera. What, I'm just curious what that sounded like to you through your ears. It was weird. I think that they were really cool. Mm-hmm. They were cool people. Mm-hmm. I felt a little out of place. Because I'd never like been, to- I'd never talked to people like that. Yeah. Um, and about the business like that, about yeah. basketball. Yeah. Looking at it through the eyes of covering it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. What did you mean? So uh, one guy who was there, Burton Chala, is we still don't know what he does. He's a friend of the program. He's been on the <laughs> podcast before. <laughs> What 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 did you what did you make of Burton? Because Burton somehow found a way to be part of the uh, part of the dinner, and we don't know what he does. He knows a lot about basketball. He knows about a lot uh, about a lot, and or he knows a little about a lot, and he knows a lot of people in the in the basketball universe. What was your impression of Burton Chala? He was cool. I liked him. I think he had a lot to add to the conversation. Really? Yeah. He well. He had some opposing views. Yes. So it made it interesting. Is he somebody that you like? You would hang out with, or that you would trust, or do you think he's just a little too crazy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what do you what What did he say, or what did he contribute to the conversation? <laughs> what did he contribute to the conversation that you found so interesting? I don't know. He just knew a lot. Yeah. And he talked like he knew a lot. Yes. He, he's very good at that. So yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. What is it that you still want to accomplish when it comes to Summer League? we got a couple more days here. We may record another podcast from here. Yes. <laughs> Matt's shaking his head. He's like, I never want to do this again. Come on, you're having fun doing this, are you not? You're not. Okay. I made him do this, basically. Will Blackman is back in Rhode Island and uh, doing, uh, holding some summer camps. And I just figured since Matt was here and uh, saw a lot and knows a lot, that uh, it would be fun to do a podcast with him. So, um, But no, between now and let's say we're not doing another podcast, what is it that you hope to see or do – or any of that before we head back home. I want to say Jackson Hayes because I think he wasn't able to sign a contract mm-hmm. because of the trade, mm-hmm. and he signed it, and I think he's playing today. Mm-hmm. So just seeing him play, I think that'll be exciting. Now, you've been to NBA games before. You've actually had the chance to go into a locker room or two. What Compare what you're seeing here and being at Summer League, the experience of Summer League versus going to an NBA game. I think summer league's a lot more chill, relaxed. I think some games are more watched than others. 
I I've grown up going to Warriors games when I go to games, and not always Blazers. Oh yeah, a Blazers game. Well, those two atmospheres, like they have big fan bases, mm-hmm. and some of these games at summer league aren't being watched by a ton of people. Mm-hmm. So even if there's crazy moves and moments, there might not be like the biggest roar, mm-hmm. which I think is the biggest difference, hmm. like the crowd hmm. and how loud it is. Do you like this better, or is there still something about NBA games and the hype and all that that's greater? I mean, there's highs and lows. I think the hype is really nice, but at the same time, I can, when we sit close enough, I can hear what the players are calling. Yes. I can hear the plays they're calling, and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Is there so? Uh, is there anything else going back to, like something you want to see, something you want to do, anything between now and then? Not really. Yeah, I think just watching more games. Why is it that you said like the first? But we we got we got back to our room last night, and you said, "Dad, we should do this every year." Because it's fun. I like watching a ton of games and them being one after the other, and not really having a break in basketball, mm-hmm. just being able to see a competitive game every minute of when we're there. Yeah. Okay, last question before I let you go and we wrap this up. Uh, I need to know. So there have been times where I'm having conversations with people, some of my contacts and my sources in the league, and you're in the car and you're listening. What's that like? What's the, what's your impression of those conversations without giving away who I'm talking to or necessarily what we're talking about because all that is private information or not to be not to be revealed but what I, I'm I I trust that you're not going to put it out there on your social media feeds um, by the way tell people where, where where they can find your your material Matt where they can follow you on Instagram at Matt yeah. Um, Interesting follow. You should check him out because uh, we're having a battle on Instagram to see who has the most followers. I think I've dwarfed you now. Yeah. Yeah. I have like 900. Oh, like yeah. I smoked you. Smoked you. Since I've been, I, I don't know why. I, 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 I know I, why. Why? Because, FS1? Because on, there was a post, I think it was about KD. Okay. And instead of saying per Rick Buecher, they said per at. And then your Instagram. Uh, and I think that's why. The next day you had like 1,400. Yes. So It's still, uh, Twitter is what I use and it's where the greatest following is. Okay. With all that said, um, I'm just curious. what what What's it like to hear those conversations? Because those are really sort of raw, stark conversations about what's going on in the league, right? Yeah. it's. I think it's cool because then I know a little bit more behind the scenes. Yes. I know a little bit more of the story behind the player and why they're choosing which team. Right. Or why some there something is going on with their team. I would think you also know why I say what I say or why I post what I post. Yeah. Because of what I'm hearing. Yes. And I think the other part, since we just went through this free agency, is how I don't know how many of these conversations you heard. But especially when it came to like KD and Kawhi, like how many different things I'm hearing from different people 
Yeah. And they're giving their opinion on what they think's going to happen. Yeah. And if you think back, you're like, oh, that guy, that guy was wrong. Like that guy knows, like he's talking to directly, like, somebody I'm talking to is talking directly to some of the people involved and even he got it wrong in terms of necessarily what he thought. Yeah. And that's for me, that's like the, that's the tricky part of the job is I'm talking to people who are in the know and they're giving me their opinion. And I have to weigh whether how much cred- credibility to give their opinion. I respect them and I, res- you know, and I want to talk to them and know what they're thinking. But as I form my thoughts on what's going to happen, I kind of have to take into account, well, do they really know? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. how much do they know? Or could this change based, you know, on, on where we are? So, all right. That does it for this episode of the first, hopefully not the last, although I don't know if I'm going to be able to get Matt back. You guys should let us know at Buker Friends. If you want to hear more from Matt Buker on follow the podcast you. and follow him, where is it again? Tell him where. At Matt.Buker. At Matt.Buker on Instagram. Uh, let us know if you want to hear more or less of him. Uh, in the meantime, uh, rate and review the show overall at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And then if you want to be eligible to win some prizes, send a screenshot of that review to at Buker Friends and you will be. All right. Uh, as I mentioned in a couple of the previous podcasts during July and August, we are now going to a three times a week format. So our next podcast should be coming out either on Wednesday or Thursday, ideally on Wednesday. I'll give you an extended wrap-up on the uh, Summer League uh, as we head out, as well as who I run into and some of the other things that may be happening. Definitely need to get into the Russ Westbrook uh, sweepstakes and where the Oklahoma City Thunder go from here. I will cover that extensively in the next podcast, whether it's with or without Matt. In the meantime, as always... Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.